0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to episode 59 of 15 with Andy, Randy, and Jeff. And we are once again sans the Cincomani and sans the McDonald. And we have added the Dodds. Welcome, Cheryl. Thank you. It's a blessing to be here. Excellent. The summer series continues this week. And... Uh, We have enjoyed every summer when we get to go through this time where we have excellent guests that are asked to speak here at the Florida Hospital Church, and it's always good to get a different perspective and a different face inside the studio behind the microphone that we get to pick their brain a little bit. But before we begin, as always, last week our episode was entitled, Where Has God Put You?, which featured special guest speaker Jeff Steinke, and we contemplated that God might actually need our prayers. Hmm. That idea has not left me and continues to run through my mind, wreaking havoc everywhere that it goes. And the more I think about it, the more I like it, and the more I think, you know what? Maybe there's something to this. So something to keep in mind. If you have not listened to that message and or the podcast episode that went with it, you really do not want to miss that. You can watch and listen to both in the Hospital Church mobile app or at our website, hospitalchurch.org. If you have not downloaded the Hospital Church app, shame on you. But you can do so and redeem yourself by going also to the website hospitalchurch.org slash FHC app. F-H-C-A-P. Now, on to this week and the aforementioned Cheryl, who's sitting here beside me. I knew right away we were going to have a good time this week when I heard that you're like the second guest in three weeks that is from – well, I, has lived – I shouldn't say from uh, – the Midwest and, you grew, and growing up in Wisconsin – so, yes. so, so, where in Wisconsin?
1: Well, I was baptized in La Crosse, Wisconsin. So okay. that um, is just west of where I lived in Toma, which is a very small ah, community. Yes. I am
0: familiar with Toma. Toma's is very close to Wisconsin Camp Meeting, yes. not not too far from there, from Westfield. For all of those that may be familiar, and so I finally felt like you know. Uh, cause we had Molly here a couple of weeks ago yes, who was from Minnesota. So she got the A and she got, you know, some of those things. And, uh, but you know, you probably know what a bubbler is. Does anyone have to, do, do, was that something that you grew
1: up a with? Bubbler? A bubbler? A bubbler? No. No, it's a bubbler. Oh, <gasps> oh, dear. oh
0: man. The water fountain, you know? Oh. Yeah. It was all, it was the bubbler back where we came from, but um. we were from, you know, a little bit further East over yeah, there. Yeah, maybe. O- over there in Green Bay.
1: Yes. Yeah. So maybe or I'm a little it. bit older. Could yeah.
0: be? <laughs> <laughs> and the proper way to say beg, you know, yes. yeah, that's, uh, I still get, I got called on on that actually two days ago. So you also mentioned that you went to an academy. Might I garner a guess? Where did you go?
1: I went to Oak Park Academy in Iowa because in by the time Iowa. I was going to okay. academy, my folks had moved to Iowa. Oh, see, I missed it. I'm like, now, wait a
0: minute. Is this a Wisconsin Academy alum no. as well? No, well, no. close enough. I mean, if you're an academy alum, you're just, you're kind of brothers and sisters anyway, right? Oh, we are? We're all <laughs> brothers
1: and sisters.
0: But how much better is it for us as Seventh day Adventists, really, and speaking of that academy experience and that denominational experience, to figure out early on that there is no perfect and that Christians have as far to go as anybody else? When you mention that in your message, that's something that always seems to hit home when we're talking about maybe people that we know that maybe are not, maybe they're former church members, maybe they're former believers, or they're just maybe not sure what they believe anymore. That's a realization that takes some maturity, some spiritual maturity. How better off are we once we know that 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 we're no different than anybody else in your experience?
1: I think we're much better off, you know, for me, going somewhere where everyone believed the same as I did and and coming from a very small community, and I wanted to believe that it would be perfect because there were there was always those expectations. when I found it wasn't perfect it was it was almost a relief because <laughs> I'm not perfect, and so what was perfect for me? is that when I did say something, someone understood where I was coming from. And one of the things, you know, I'll go back to how I was raised, and I was raised in a home that was open to new ideas. My father was um, did not become a church member until he met my mother, who was a graduate from Union College, and they met and married, and he became a church member. And so my home was a much more open environment, hmm whereas our church was very strict mm. very traditional as we would think today yeah and i had a sense that that possibly was going to be what academy was like and so when i found out it wasn't exactly that way and that we were all just human and we make mistakes that was a relief It should
0: be freeing shouldn't it mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Well, and you also mentioned that God, He needs to nudge us at times.
1: <laughs> oh, so many times He opens doors and windows, and I am one and that questions myself whether I have the ability to do that or not. And it's, it's, when, when something is offered to me, I think, oh, no, I, I can't do that. I, I want to do something where I'm comfortable because, <laughs> you know, putting myself out there, that's that's kind of a scary thing. And so He uses people sometimes to nudge us and maybe sometimes even push us through a door that he's opening to us because it is opening, going to open a world to us that he needs us to go for him. That
0: in itself as well should also be freeing technically. I mean, it, once, oh, we, yes. once we do that. So the question then is, do you still find that to be true in your life now? That when, I mean, have you gotten better at listening for the nudging or realizing the nudging and saying to yourself, ooh, that might be God?
1: I pause and think now, especially if I hear something and it was something I was not expecting at all. So if someone were to come to me and say, um, well, let's go back to when I was offered to come here for the very first time as the chief people officer. Something I had never done before. Now, that took a little bit more, but it made me stop and think when I got that first call. It made me think, well, is this something he wants me to do? I need to understand it. Now, it took me a long time to understand it (laughs) and figure out that, well, maybe I could do that with the support and through lots of prayer. But yes, today I stop and think a little bit more when something comes that maybe I'm not expecting. Yeah, well,
0: and I guess this all goes. It all gets tied together. We are talking about faith in the workplace. This has been the uh, Molly and Jeff and yourself, and then uh, you know we have one more upcoming, which we'll uh, get to at the end of the program. And so, faith would seem to lend itself to these things that we've been talking about about realizing when it's God nudging you, and the listening, which we heard about Mm -hmm. from Jeff. And also from Molly, and some amazing stories of really how, when you do listen and when you just say, Okay, I'm not sure what's going on here, but I'm gonna, you know, I'm just going to assume that if it's not something nefarious, that at least it could possibly be. And let's give it a chance and let's see where it goes. And I just found that that was. Maybe one of the most difficult things that we end up dealing with every single day was to, especially in today's society where we often feel like we have to be out there, whether it's social media or making ourselves feel validated to fit in like we have, oh, well, this, you know, I'm just going to take the next thing and I'm going to run with it instead of waiting for, waiting for what God has and to listen. And listening, I think, is just such an art form that's really, really difficult in today's world. And these have been so timely in their message for any of us that just <laughs> feel like some days we just get lost in the shuffle with all this. Yes. One of my favorite parts, uh, uh, the quote that you had from Brene Brown, who I agree with you is absolutely amazing. She says, Connection is the energy that is created between people when they feel seen, heard, and valued, when they can give and receive without judgment. And <laughs> That's that's another one that's, I mean, if you really stop and think about it, that's one that can be tough to digest and swallow. And when you do the self-assessment, because we look around at our lives and the people that are in it, our families, our friends, our coworkers, ooh, church family, you know, are we allowing those that we care for the most to be seen, heard, and valued? And finally, without judgment, that's a tough one. And if the answer isn't a resounding yes, then what does it look like for those we have no immediate stake in? You know, those people that are on the fringes, they're outside our circle, and a group that likely contains probably the least of these, possibly the invisibles, the unmentionables, those that God has called us to bring the good news to. When we start doing that, real honest-to-goodness look at the inside of ourselves, it's likely that isn't a picture as pretty as it should be. How do we go about taking what she just said there, that really that connection, that listening, that investing, making people feel seen? and heard, and valued. Woo, you're the chief people officer. How does one go about doing that?
1: (laughs) Um, I start first by treating people as I would want to be treated. So I'm going to go back to the academy and judgment. Mm -hmm. Finding out there was not perfection, as I said, was freeing because otherwise I would feel like I was being judged if I was not what I needed to be. Yeah. So then what you heard in part of my message was our mission at Florida Hospital, and I'm a leader, and I'm part of the Adventist Church. So sometimes I feel like, oh, people are going to judge me if I say or do this, because the expectation (laughs) is this and what we set up. Yeah. So then how do we go about having everyone feel like you are a child of God? It doesn't matter what faith you are or what you do for work or how you choose to live. You have value in my eyes. And how do I help you be all that you can be? And that's the whole premise, I think, of being a chief people officer is looking at that person as that individual, not as someone like someone else, but as that individual. What makes them unique? What do they need help with so that they can truly fulfill what God has planned for them? And how do they better understand what God has planned for them? Because I think about how we develop people. It's where do you want to be? Where do you see that you need, there are some things that you need in developing? Where do I see that it's a give and take, but I value what you bring to the table. So let me listen. Oh, no. We're back to the listening. We're back to the listening. And I love what you said. You know, you said Jeff talked about last week that God wants to hear our prayers. Mm -hmm. He needs to hear our prayers because communication is two ways. Yeah. And if we just sit and try to listen to God and we haven't communicated to Him, are we building that relationship? Because unless we have that two-way communication, that communication to Him— And then listening to him through people, through the written word, through so many things that we see around us, God is speaking to us. And unless we've had that communication with him, could we really listen?
0: Well, and I think that's why when we say, well, I listen, but I don't hear anything— It's probably time for a self-evaluation to go, all right, let's check out how I'm listening. Mm -hmm. I mean am I listening on my way to work in the car where I'm dealing with a million different things or with the kids Mm -hmm. in the backseat? Or am I actually taking time away from everything else and just putting myself sequestered away and actually listening? And –
1: Getting rid of all the noise that's in our world today, and there is so much noise. And admittedly,
0: you know, I think often the resulting answer is probably not exactly what we would hope it to be, but that's part of the journey, right? That's true. So then what do we do when we do all that, and then God just throws us a curveball? What do we do? Because your message threw me for a curveball when you mentioned two very personal and powerful stories about your journey as a mother and as a wife. And God placed you in a very vulnerable position that you weren't exactly planning for. And in the immediate aftermath, you weren't. it didn't seem like you were exactly happy about the words he put in your mouth because it was not exactly what you wanted to share in a public forum. However, in hindsight, it's, as always, God was using you in a way that wasn't immediately mm-hmm. available for you to understand and maybe in a way you would have never imagined – you yourself impacting two different people, did this change the way you approach God now? And I mean, and since that point, once it became clear like, wow, my words made a cause and effect difference. There's no way to put this to – there's nothing else to attribute it to. I don't have to ask, oh, I wonder if that was God. Or, ooh, do you really think that that was God? No, that was definitely – irrefutably, that was God working through you. To really change the direction of two lives. That's pretty amazing.
1: Yes. And it's, it's always easy to look back and see <laughs> True enough. how things happened. You know, as a leader, and, and we're all leaders in one way yep. or another, wherever we're at. Whether you're a mother at home or whatever work you do, you are a leader. We, it is difficult to be vulnerable It's difficult to allow people to see beneath a veneer of what you think is expected. Yeah. And so as a leader, I think, oh, you know, I I am this Christian leader in this faith-based organization, and what I share, it needs to be, you know, look and, and feel pretty Yeah. and Sometimes that's not what people need, even though that's hard for us to do and to be vulnerable. And allowing God to lead you at times like that. And so I was so amazed several weeks later when that was told to me because I, for a long time, said, oh, why did I talk about that? Yeah. And there was a, a significant need in that room for that to be talked about, and God knew that. And it made me think even more strongly about I need to be sure that I am open and let people see the hard things that there are and that I may question sometimes and that I may even doubt God sometimes. But he's got a plan, and we're not perfect. No. And we need to hold on to him. And that's what he was trying to share.
0: Transparency is obviously— for anyone is very difficult. And I think for Christians equally and more so yes. because there's an expectation, just like as a leader, people are saying, well, you, you know, you Christians, you got a lot of good ideas and you yes. talk a lot about, you know, this better way of living. But yet here I see this, that, and the other that don't actually align with or don't seem to align with what you're saying. Right. And so, you know, I I had something prepared for the end, but what she just said made all the difference. Go back in your podcast app, go hit back the 15 in reverse about four times, and that'll bring you back about a minute. And re-listen to that two more times and let that sink in, that even though you may not be immediately happy with what happens when you allow yourself to be open to God at some point, and even if that's in heaven, that's a reward that's worth the effort to try to be as open and as honest as you can be with those around us. So, Thank you so much for coming. I thoroughly enjoyed. We're running out of time very, very quickly, but I thoroughly enjoyed our conversation today. Thank you for being here. It was
1: a pleasure, and I am thankful that I could share my story.
0: Excellent. Thank you.
1: So this week upcoming, we are going to
0: wrap up the Faith in the Workplace series. It will come to a conclusion this coming Saturday morning. We will welcome our final guest hopefully next week in the studio. I don't have confirmation, but it is Danny Howell. And if any of you know Danny personally or even from a distance— I have a feeling that we might have to do a two-part series next week because there is no possible way we will get anything close to getting the conversation in within 15 minutes. And the uh, name of his message is, What Does It Mean for God to Direct Our Path? So you definitely don't want to miss that. Again, thank you uh, to Cheryl and Tom. So this is Randy until next Wednesday in Episode 60 saying thanks for joining
1: us, and we will talk to you then.